Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene podcast is brought to you by. Hey, Kate, do you like deals? Of course, who doesn't? Well, good, because if you said no, this read would have become really awkward. Well, that's something you're pretty good at. Well, I know you are, but what am I? Really? Your maturity level's showing. Thank you. Anyway, did you know Amazon has an entire page dedicated to daily deals? No, I didn't. They have deals that update each day and other deals that pop up throughout the day. No matter when you go and visit, there are always new items. Let me guess. You can see the latest deals by visiting stadiumscene.com forward slash Amazon. How'd you know that? Come on, did you really think I didn't know about Amazon deals? I was just playing along to mess with you. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for wasting my time. StadiumScene.com forward slash Amazon. Welcome to the fifth Stadium Scene podcast. And to celebrate this milestone, I'll be drinking as much of this fifth of Jack as I can during the show. I'm your host, DJ Fluck, and as always with me is Kate Thompson. Hi, Kate. Hey. So, this fifth of Jack, why don't I have one? You can get your own. You didn't warn me. Well, you know, I come up with these things at the last second. Sorry, I can't tell you all the things I'm going to (laughs) do. That one seemed like it needed a little bit of planning. Come on. Sorry. Well, I didn't really have to go very far. It was about 20 feet to my liquor cabinet I forgot you have that under your desk. Shh, don't tell anyone that. They think funny things. So, so. anyway, welcome to the show again, everybody. Um, so, to kick off today's show, we have a guest here with us. And I'd, I'd like to congratulate Kate as she actually went out and found our guest for today. Um, he is a graduate of the Illinois Media School. He has worked as a member of the production team for the Chicago Cubs minor league affiliate in South Bend, Indiana. He's worked security for South or for, excuse me, for Allstate arena has probably knocked out a drunken bleacher bum, which is a redundant statement at Wrigley field while working security. Uh, this spring he'll be working with the camera crew of the Joliet slammers of the independent frontier league. And one day hopes to replace the legendary Pat Hughes on Cubs radio after Pat retires. I'm going to make an assumption there. He didn't tell me that, but I'm assuming that's the case. So please welcome to the show, Ryan Cole. Woo! That was a great intro. Thank you guys. How are you today? I wrote it myself. <laughs> Sounded very good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So again, so, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on the show today. So, since Kate booked the guest, she's actually going to drive the show, and I'm going to try to talk less today. Okay, so we wanted to bring Ryan on the show to find out more about security and the South Bend Cubs. So first of all, Ryan, can you give us a little bit of insight on who they are? 
Southland Cubs, they are a the single A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs Major League Club. They're located in South Bend, Indiana, and they are they're quite the, a good team. I had the pleasure of working with the production crew last summer um, under the direction of the head of the department, uh, Chris Hagstrom Jones. He is there again this year. And I learned various things from camera to stats where I kept the uh, balls and strikes and outs and hits and all those different things for the MILB.com feed over the internet. And so I did a bunch of different things. I helped with interviews of the manager, the players, all different kinds of things for the team throughout the different weeks I was out uh, in Indiana working with the team as part of the internship with the program. So you said you were interviewing people. Um, Anyone we should be watching for to move into the major leagues? Definitely. There was one player who has now since moved on. He actually went to Class A Advanced Myrtle Beach Pelicans after South Bend was eliminated from the playoffs uh, last year. His name is Eloy Jimenez. He's going to be a future outfielder for the Cubs uh, as long as he doesn't get traded. They would be silly to do so. But look out for him to be up with the Major League Club. Um, Also, Ian Happ, he was not there when I was working in South Bend, but he he had been part of the South Bend Cubs, and he's currently part of the AAA Iowa Cubs and hitting the heck out of the ball and I mean he's got at least six home runs already this year at a torrid pace and so look for him to be up with the team so those are two names that I would really look out for to who have been on the South Bend Cubs to make it up to the major league club maybe by September if not early next year and just for the record the uh, South Bend Indiana for those who may recognize the name that's actually the also the home of the University of Notre Dame. Correct. They, uh, they're they actually not too far from one another, maybe 20 minutes or so by drive. Actually, the one, one weekend I was out there last year, I had to work a, like the flow over from a rain delay. I worked the last couple of innings of one of the South Bend Cubs playoff games and then ended up going to the Notre Dame game and caught the second half of that. So it was a double sports weekend. So that was a lot of fun. So we were saying, or you were saying that the South Bend Cubs feed into the Chicago Cubs. I was doing a little bit of research and I noticed that they previously were feeding into the Arizona Diamondbacks until 2014. So they had. Why do you think they left Arizona? Money. Are you sure you didn't scare them away? No, I'm pretty sure, considering I moved here in 2016 and they cut their agreement off in 2014, so nice try. Okay. But before that, they were even feeding into the Chicago White Sox from 1988 to 1997. So is the, it sounds like they can move around. Yeah, the the way the minor league works is the, the major league team will set up a contract, and I'm not entirely sure for how long. Um, 
Now, the Cubs actually had their single-A team in Kane County, west of Chicago, for a few years. That was like three years, maybe. Um, and every three years, the contract is up, and teams can renegotiate and sign with new affiliates as they please. So if you look at a major league club over a 10-, 15-year period, you know they, you could see their minor league system shift pretty dramatically as far as who their single, double, and triple-A teams are. There's a fact for you when the Cubs made the switch. Well, the Diamondbacks made the switch in South Bend from Arizona affiliate to the Cubs. The apparel and all that went up by 400% increase from the Arizona to the Cubs switch. So just by them getting the Cubs name, it was crazy, a crazy jump in percentage sales and everything what uh in that standpoint and that doesn't surprise me too much so ryan where do they play four winds field it is a gorgeous gorgeous stadium they have their cubs store out in left field they have like uh like a tiki bar hot thing where you can get go and get drinks they have a um, like a uh, batting cage out in right behind right field, where where they have like kids and uh, kids mainly kids come in on days off or even on game days for like camps and stuff. And they have they work with the hitting coaches and like the employees there. And they work with them on their swing and their uh, hitting techniques and their bunting techniques. And you can, like, take – they take uh, batting practice and in the cages there. And then, obviously, when the players are in town for games, the players uh, go and work on their swing for when they're not able to take batting practice, like if it's raining or whatever. So it's a really nice affiliate. I'm blanking on the name of the actual – Excuse me. On the actual name of the name of the building, but it's a state-of-the-art facility, and it's it's only it's new for like the last couple of years. Like it's it hasn't been there the entire time. So the Cubs just recently added that. I mean, this the stadium itself. I I just loved being there. I worked out in center field for some of the games. So I was like the dead-on shot from the camera for like the like the main shot. If you watch it online or on a TV, it's like the of the pitcher, the catcher, the batter, and the umpire. The view from center field is absolutely amazing. So anywhere in the ballpark, if you're a fan, there's not a bad seat in the house. So, I mean, the concessions, the food, everything is super good. There was... I don't remember what it's called, but it's French fries, cheese curds, and brown uh, brown gravy. And they put it all, and they put it over the fries and the cheese curds. It's absolutely that's, delicious. That's the thing the Canadians eat. Yes. DJ, so that, you should know this. I do know that. So, Ryan, last yes. question on the South Bend Cubs, okay? <laughs> Okay. If I were to go to a game and we win and I want 
celebrate after the game, where should I go? Brothers Bar and Grill. Okay. Uh, ah, yes, the the Brothers Chain. I'm uh, unfortunately very familiar with the the Brothers Chain of of bars and grills. Um, They... uh, they like to do uh, ten, well. When I was there, going there many years ago, it was ten cent wing night and dollar Miller High Lifes. And on Tuesday nights, they had fish bowls of Long Island iced tea for like three dollars. On a college student's budget, it was uh, it was pretty much awesome. Yeah, it, it, their wings are delicious. Funny story. My twenty first birthday was on a Tuesday. We went to Brothers. See, good so. choice. Yeah, very good choice. Yeah. So, we're going to move on to your experience with security. Okay. So, having experience at both Allstate Arena and Wrigley, what are some differences and similarities between the security procedures? Well, there aren't really any different procedures. I've been lucky enough to not have to deal with very many rowdy or rude fans. So my, they, my statement at the very beginning about you knocking out a drunk bleacher bum is not true? Correct. Darn. Oh, he had said many. We could yeah. have hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, no, I'm just kidding. Fortunately, I haven't dealt with any rude people. And actually, we're not allowed to put our hands on anyone. If need be, we're supposed to get like the, a police officer... If it were to come to that, and we bring in, we get them to escort someone out of the building or out of Wrigley Field. So, but yeah, I've been lucky enough. In the first, I've been over, or I've been with Monterey Security for a little over a year. I was at Allstate for about the first year plus, and now this season I've worked a couple games at Wrigley. Uh, thus far and all the crowds surprisingly they haven't been too bad and i've been to a couple a couple of the shows i've worked have been not as bad as i thought they were going to be i've worked the kanye west concert which i thought it would have been a little bit rowdy the crowd i worked the r kelly show that was better than i thought it was going to be and those were the two uh, concerts that I thought were would have been the worst out of the ones I've worked. And really, they haven't been. But I'm sure now this summer, as the weather gets nicer and outside, because we're not allowed in the stadium, so I'll, I've been working outside in the new area that's called the park at Wrigley with, with the new viewing area and the big screen on the that brand-new building. I feel like I'll probably have to deal with some more of the rowdy crowd. And, and and if that's the case, then I'll just, and they don't listen to me, I'll just have to get the higher authority and then I'll deal with it and go from there. You know, you so, say chances are with, with, you know, with these concerts that people have been relatively well behaved. Chances are, you know, now that like when Disney on ice shows up or Sesame street live, you're going to get the, the wild parents and you're going to have to take care of them. <laughs> Probably. Actually, funny you mentioned uh, Disney on Ice. I'm working a Stars on Ice on uh, May 6th. So uh, if I do, in fact, have to deal with something like that, I'm going to message you personally and let you know. Excellent. I look forward to hearing it. (laughs) You'll probably be dealing with him because I heard about 
his um, interest in this. Yes, I'm just fascinated. I mean, I've I've been to my share of games over the years, um, and I've been to an NBA game where we actually saw a guy run on the court, and wow, he he ran on the court. They stopped the game, and he's running around. He's acting like he's going to dunk the ball, and came nowhere close. And uh, security couldn't catch this guy. He was sitting there using the players and kind of weaving in and out. And finally, one <laughs> of the one of the players actually stuck his foot out and tripped the guy, and the guy did a face plant right into the floor. And and you know, oh my a God. dozen security guards dove on top of him. It was uh, it was pretty incredible, I have to say. That's uh, pretty intense. So since he just shared his story, I'm going to share mine. I okay. went to a White Sox game a couple years ago, and I mm-hmm. watched this one guy. He just kept drinking and drinking, and he probably should have stopped about two beers before he did. He ended up tripping over his own feet, fell on a seven-year-old girl, spilled his beer all over her, and then couldn't understand why the parents got upset. That poor beer. I know. (laughs) No, poor girl, too. Oh, man. I mean, that's that's a wasted beer. I mean, somebody, you know put their heart and soul in brewing that and it gets spilled all over a child. Oh, that's terrible. I know. He was, he was clearly too drunk to be having that final beer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he had someone who drove him to that event. Um, actually the cops took him out. Okay. Well, well, he got to ride home then. Hey, well, yeah. a ride to somewhere, not maybe not home, but maybe not. Now that we know how, what that person that you don't want to be is, based on those examples, <laughs> do you have any tips that we could give to our listeners on how to not be that person? Don't drink too much. Well, yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, no one's going to follow that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Well, just be friendly. Don't be overly dramatic when it comes to the ticket procedures, because one thing that I found in the first couple games that I've worked, they're not allowing people to print their tickets. So what they have to do is they have to pull up the tickets on their phone, hand them or show people their tickets on their phone just to get into either the stadium itself or if they're at the gate, this, the gated area to get into the park at Wrigley, they have to have a ticket. So they have to show the tickets. And the problem is there's tubes. There, there's the stadium, and then there's the new building with the, all the op, uh, higher authority offices and the new Cub store. So when you're coming in from that gate, all the people and then the service of the phones is not very good. So it's taking a lot of time for the phone service to work and the lines are getting backed up. And I think they're really going to have problems with that if they don't do something about it because the lines are getting backed up. People are getting cranky about it. The first game, opening night, StubHub was having issues with their tickets. So we were having to send people to the box office to get paper tickets printed out because the the StubHub tickets weren't scanning. So a lot of people were getting angry about that. So they're going to have to do something with 
uh, either let people start printing tickets or something, because if they don't, they're going to have lots of problems. I know I always pull my ticket up and put it in Passport or I save it as a PDF on my phone. Mm -hmm. Is that something you recommend for others? Well, I don't know if they can necessarily do that because if, like, they save it as a picture or something, I don't know if that will scan as opposed to the actual ticket on the app. Okay. You can always have the app up as you're walking in. Well, or that, or you could do that. But like I said, it doesn't always load because of the service down there with all the people trying to access it at the same time and whatever. Yeah, I've noticed it's... uh cellular service in ballparks is usually pretty weak and the the wi-fi if they do offer free wi-fi um it's usually not made for forty thousand people so absolutely not yep definitely be careful there yeah so that's all been very fascinating um that's a fun job i enjoy it so i wanted to end today with both of you being pretty big sports fans playing um, ballpark trivia. Ooh. So I have five questions. Okay. Whoever gets the most right wins, and oh, there's no prize, but you know, it's bragging the rights. Pride of winning. I was just gonna say, how about bragging rights? Yeah, bragging rights. You got whoever wins would be the first winner of stadium scene trivia. So if either of you know the answer. I need you to start quacking, because then I'll pick whoever started quacking first. Okay. This will be interesting. (laughs) Ready, DJ? I'm ready. Okay. Since the Cubs broke their World Series losing spell, another team has taken their place as the longest run. What stadium is home to this team? Oh, that's lame. Progressive field. Ryan gets a point. Question (laughs) number two. How many baseball stadiums have not sold their naming rights as as of the beginning of the 2017 season? Come on, guys. I even knew I, this. One. I'm thinking. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Oh, heck with do. it. Quack, quack. Yes, DJ. I'm going to say five. Wrong. I'm going to say four. Wrong. It was ten. Ten? Yep. I I believe you need to uh, share the ten with us. Can I, I, okay, can I guess? Sure, I have to pull it back up. (laughs) Okay, well, Wrigley, Fenway, Dodger Stadium. Yep. Um, Wrigley, Fenway, Dodger Stadium. Uh, Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, Yankee Stadium. Marlins Park. Uh, oh yeah. Kauffman Stadium. Miller Park. M- no, Miller's corporate. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Nationals. Nationals Park. Nationals Park. That's seven. Um. Man. Me too. Who are we missing? 
Uh, well, we know this. We know this if you go to stadiumscene.com and check out the major league stadiums. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh! Angel Stadium at Vanaheim. That, that yep, that's got to be one. So there's eight. Oakland Coliseum. Wow. I was thinking Oakland, but I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, they dropped their sponsorship. In Texas, the in Texas. Texas is Globe Life Park, so it's still under a sponsorship. Oh, that's right, it is. They changed the name. I forgot about that. Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Yep. There's your yep. ten. You didn't know that off the top of your head. I'm calling shenanigans on your claim. <laughs> All well, right, go, I get go the to point. You don't. You're you're the host. I you don't get points. You guys. All right, question three. What is the most popular traditional ballpark food? Quack quack. Ryan. Hot dogs. Yep. So, just in case anyone was wondering, the hot dog debuted at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. What year? 1893. Hmm. Okay. Are you telling me toasted crickets isn't the answer? No, unfortunately. Oh, man. Wait, (laughs) keep it up, Seattle. Number four. Which ballpark stadium has the most seats? Quack. Quack. Ryan. Oakland Coliseum. Nope. Sorry. Quack quack. DJ. Dodger Stadium. Winner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and finally, you know, I, I hesitated yeah, I because close. I hesitated because I wasn't sure if it was Oakland or Dodger Stadium. So last question, DJ. If you get it right, you tie up the game. Ryan, if you Get this one right, you win. Okay. Three ballparks charge $7.75 per beer during the 2016 season. Name two of those ballparks. You you guys don't study beer pricing? No, No. I just hand my credit card. Same. I'm confident on one of them. The second, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going for that one. By the way, if it helps, those are the three state or ballparks that charge the most per beer. Okay, quack quack. Ryan. One is Wrigley. Yep. The other is one of the other three is Fenway. You win. Oh. The third was Citizens Bank Park. I would have never okay. got that. So, well, I'm DJ, a unfortunately, this wasn't your day. I failed. You're going to have to brush up on your sports trivia. Yeah, I'll, uh, let me, Those uh, were... where, yeah, where did you find these? Those were tough. I thought of the questions and then I researched the answers. <laughs> Those were good questions. Why, why are you drinking your 775 beer? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Good. Oh, Just man. for the record, I'm a quarter of a way through this fifth right now. Wow, only a oh. quarter? I'm pacing myself. Oh, okay. Okay. But I think we're just about to wrap up. Well, I guess I'm going to have to stop drinking then. Yeah. So. Did you put the lid on? 
Did I put the lid on? Oh, the bottle? Yeah. Uh, no, because I need to have the lid off to drink from it. Uh, okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so that was the uh, fifth Stadium Scene podcast with our guest, Ryan Cole. Ryan, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Do you? Uh, before we go, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. Um... Well, if you remember it, let us know. We can add it to the description of the podcast. Okay, I'll let you know. I'll have to go back and listen to it, and I'll think of it afterwards. But <laughs> thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So for those, uh, be sure to check out stadiumscene.com, stadiumscene.tv. Kate just put up a new blog entry on the five uh, most obscure foods that you'll find at the ballpark this summer, referring back to our toasted uh, crickets in Seattle as one of them. Uh, Social media at Stadium Scene for Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and our obscure stadium underscore scene on Pinterest. Again, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast, Episode 5. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. When you're grilling, don't forget the most important thing, your sauces and rubs. If you get that wrong, your tailgate could be a total dud. To avoid that, order from our friends at BBQ Box. For $24.95 plus shipping and handling, you'll get a sauce or a marinade, a rub or a spice, a delicious edible like jerky, a sample package of premium wood chips, and a custom recipe from four-time barbecue world champion Myron Mixon, showing you what you can do with your BBQ Box. If you're ready to commit long-term, you can subscribe for $24.95 a monthly fee and get a different box every month. Cancel at any time. Go to stadiumscene.com forward slash BBQ and order your BBQ box today. Stadiumscene.com forward slash BBQ.